right. So the reboot of the Get Down podcast, something that I started over a year ago and I fucked off and I stopped doing it. And now we're getting back into it. We're coming in hard. As everybody that listened to it prior, you know, there's a very politically incorrect podcast where you say whatever the fuck you want, whenever you want. And one of the things I really want to start off with is to start off with a fucking bang. So with that being said, brought on Jaron Payne. He's an artist. You know, he's pushing it on, uh, on all social medias. You know, the dude is like the real deal. The vibe in his music is just crazy. So you want to introduce yourself? There you go. Hey, man, I appreciate the intro. I am uh, Jaron Payne, a.k.a. Eastside Payne. Uh, been doing this music thing for a little bit here. Um, like you said, you can check me out on all platforms, man, at Eastside Pain. And, uh, you know, we just make real music on this side. That's that's really all I can say about it. So, yeah, man, let's jump into it. All right. So, well, with that being said, all the, like, links and shit like that, all your ads, I'm going to put in the description. Okay. So, so, like I was saying, is the first thing I want to do is really thank you for coming on the podcast. Like, one of the main things I want to do is just push it to the max from the jump. I think that this is like probably the or most definitely the best place I could start because your music's a fucking vibe. So Word. one of the things I really want to start off with is where did you get like your style of music from? Word. Um, so I would say my style of music comes from listening to early on, like listening to the J. Coles and being inspired by that type of type of rap, you know, and obviously like the Drakes and stuff like that. Um Kendrick Lamar, just stuff like that. I mean, and even farther back, just the Nas's and, and stuff like that. So, and also I'm, I'm into all type of music. So I feel like that kind of helps me in, in making the type of melodic stuff that I do make and uh, making like the lyrics that I make. Cause I take from all types of genres really. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so one of the things I'm going to go off that with is like, is your music is not just like, like there's some rappers and some artists out there that just like put out music that really has like no meaning that people just listen to it, call it a day. Your music is definitely something that people can connect to. So like, like, you know, it's, it's music that people feel it. People can relate to it. Is that something that like you're that every song you put out, every song you create, is that something that you strive for? Or is that something that just kind of like just comes to be and that's just your way? Word. Um, yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's in my nature to give it up as real as I can. That's true to me. But I think that in that authenticity is what connects with people. You know what I mean? So just yeah. learning how to be uh, as true as you can in your music. And like you said, I mean, that's what people really gravitate towards. So which yeah. is something that's fucking crazy because you really don't see a lot of that nowadays. Like a lot of days, like it's just people just put their shit out. People don't care what it's like. People don't care anything like that. It's just, yep. but your your music, like I said, it's a vibe. People can listen. People can listen to it and really feel it, not just you know, obviously listen to it. But so yeah. so, so you have uh, two relatively new singles that came out. You have uh, worries, and you have uh, obviously holding on, which later I want to talk about, like the music video for that stuff. So do you want to tell me a little about how like the the word the song worries and holding on like came to be? Yeah, for sure, dude. Um, so worries was actually released in 2018. That's probably like my most streamed song. Um, that was just kind of, you know, just typical going off some hurt, some some girl shit, you know. Um, and it was just you know something that came across pretty organically when I was still living in Syracuse. 
Um, that was a uh, song I did. And same with Holding On was basically done in Syracuse. Um, side note, too, that song actually got signed to Warner for a distribution deal. So that's oh, seriously. Did, yeah, with Warner Music. So. Wow. So yeah. what, how, how was that process? Like, like, how was that? Like, how did that come to be? Did they like reach out to you and they're like, yo, we want to use your shit or like, how was that? Yeah, essentially. So, um, I didn't really know this was a thing until I was approached with the yeah, opportunity, that's, like, that's, sign, like signing a single song, you yeah. know? And so they were kind of like, you know, we want this song. And I was like, you know, I've always been an independent artist, bro. I've never signed any deal. I've had things thrown at my way, but like, I don't want to give up my, uh, my direction in my music. So anyways, so basically how that came about was somebody, a rep from the label reached out to me, um, you know, made a deal with me to have the song for two years. You know, they own all the rights to that. I get my splits off of it. You know, there was an upfront payment and, you know, they do what they want with it. And I get, you know, whatever revenue they do as far as pitching it to TV shows, movies and, and placements and stuff like that. And, you know, obviously they've playlisted it and, done a bunch of things so yeah that's that's how that came about so that song on spotify is your most played song you got over twenty thousand streams on it which is for for just anybody twenty thousand streams is actually a fucking lot so like what have, have you like been told anything about where they use the song if they've used the song like do you know anything like that um and as far as like really using it they they still got their time with their two years so hopefully they do do something with it but as far as i know it's just been like playlisted a bunch and, and stuff well, like well regardless of that just being like you know like my song got fucking yeah one of, one of the biggest places that's huge yeah it's cool it's cool it was a nice uh little you know it was a goal of mine to have something like that happen here eventually so yeah. good and that like did that song pop off like from the jump or was that something that like you released it and you were like, all right, you're like, we'll see where this takes me or where you, or did you like put down? You were like, all right, this shit's going to be a fucking banger. Yo. So I just released, um, I'm not sure if you've checked out, uh, Eastside pain too. the vibe. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's one of, that's one of the okay. things that I was going to get into. Cause that, that whole thing is like, that's pretty fucking from the first volume to the second. That's, Word, word. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So holding on was just, and a funny side note too, after I tell you this is like, holding on is just a part of the volume too. I yeah. wasn't sure what song on there would do anything. And they just happened to find that one on the volume too and, and go with it. And also, dude, I held that song for about a year and a half unreleased. Like I didn't even think I was going to put it out. <laughs> I didn't even really fuck with it like that. You know, I It's just, crazy how shit comes to be like that. Yeah, it's nuts, dude. So while while we're on the topic of that, one of the things that you know definitely needs to be brought up is the music video for that. Because the music video for that was there's so much fucking detail put yeah. into it that it's almost like like regardless of just wanting to listen to the song, you need to watch the video numerous times in order to get the full effect of it. You know, yeah. at the beginning of it, uh, it has the, you know, it's, it starts with the COVID stuff. It starts with the Dr. Anthony Fauci, you know, talking about the coronavirus cases, the deaths. And then the detail you put into it basically being like an isolated scene where like, you know, it's only you and it's just nothing for miles. How, how, how did the, the detail of that and the idea of that, um, music video and behind it, like how, how that, how did that like get created? So yeah, dude, I'm, I'm really happy we're diving into this because nobody has asked me so far. So basically, dude, 
my guy, Don Baptiste, shout out to him. He's the one that shot it. Um, he's my homie who I went to Syracuse with, been on the come up with. Anyway, he lives in LA. So we were just, you know, he said, come out to LA, let's shoot a video, whatever. So, you know, the second day I'm out here, he's like, what do you say? Like, we just like go to Arizona, dude. Like I got like an, an idea. So we just hop in the whip, dude, pack everything up and we go to Arizona. Cause he's like, I feel like a desert scene for this. And so we're, you know, on the way there, just chopping up ideas and stuff. And I'm like, let's get a trailer. Like, let's just do something <laughs> just out here. And, and again, that was shot in March. So that was just when this COVID stuff started hitting. So really it, you know, predicted a lot of stuff that was going to happen. Cause in the video, it shows like day one, something like stuck in quarantine, you know? And at the time that probably seemed like we're not going to be in it for that long. But the idea was behind the song was essentially like, if you listen to the lyrics, it's just like holding off or something. Like you're just like kind of desperation. He's kind of locked away. This character that I played is just locked himself away in a trailer and he's kind of, you know, going nuts and he's stuck in this quarantine during the, during the time. And he's just kind of out there, bro. Just living, just holding on. Yeah. You know, no, that, that's, that, that's literally, that's, that was the biggest takeaway yeah. because even like, like we talked about at the beginning is like, people will put out music, people will put out music videos and half the time the shit doesn't even connect. Right. Like, but I feel like every word you sang in that song portrayed to the video almost perfectly. So who, uh, I, I what was his name again? The uh, Don Baptiste, he goes by. He did an an awesome job in in at putting that together at that filming what he did it was absolutely ridiculous so so you're on your ride down and you're just like so was that from the from the time you left l a to get to arizona where is that when you guys were like all right let's talk about what we're gonna do in this music video exactly did you already have an idea prior to that were you just like you know what fuck it let's go and whatever happens happens kind of that dude just kind of like yo we're feeling a, a like a desert scene for it it just seemed bright in both of our heads you know what i mean like it just seemed like that was the landscape that we wanted to go with and on the way there we just chopped up the idea yeah whose idea was it to put the dr anthony fauci at the beginning of that video that was uh don baptiste okay because i was gonna say that is like that is almost like a like identity for that video because like because you're like okay it all comes together it's just yeah. i think i like i'm gonna put the link to that video in the description so everybody that's listening to this i'm telling you right now for a music video for an independent artist for somebody that's still on the come up this is one of the best music videos that you will see and i and that's just like that is a guarantee so uh on top of that um PSA 2 Word. Tell me about that. Tell me about that. Oh man, PSA 2 is just it's it's like uh it's my version of when I listen to a Meek Mill or somebody like when I really want to get into that, you know, gym mode. I'm trying to hit the gym, I'm trying to yep. go crazy, you know what I mean? And and I like that style. I like doing something like that sometimes. So I, uh, yeah, sometimes I get on those type of beats and, and that was one of them PSA too. So it, I, I got a funny story for that one too. So I was like, so I, I was, I was listening to it. So me and my girlfriend, we took a day trip to Yankee candle, which I don't know if you've ever heard of that shit. Yankee yeah. Village, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, on the yeah. ride down there and I'm like throwing it on telling her, I'm like, I'm like this dude, I'm going to have on the podcast for the first episode, like, listen to this. And so I throw it on and she's like, she's like sitting in the car and she's like, Oh my God. And I'm like, 
I'm like, this shit's fucking fire. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know how to put it. And then one of the biggest lines I took away was when you were talking about, um, uh, uh, bitches got like I think it was bitches got their snapchats connected to their cash apps and I was like and I was like that reminded me so much of all these dirty fucking bitches throwing their only fans on their snapchat links on their instagrams I was just like I need to bring this up because this is like that line right there was like the biggest takeaway I had from the song I was like I was like and it's sh- and, and what people don't realize is it's it's those 10 words that mm-hmm. can make a song go from this to this it's mm-hmm. which is like is that so when you're when you're putting that like because you you have songs that some like really get you in your feels but then yeah. you have some songs that like make you want to like get up and run through a fucking brick wall right. like, <laughs> you have such a wide variety like is that something that you want to stick with completely where you can go from from you know like from a r&b type sense to like a fucking like hard rap or what, what's I, your what's your plan yeah, no, totally. And I said, yeah, okay, that ass fat, but now nah, I went and bagged that. She probably yeah. got a Snapchat connected to a cash app. Yeah, bro. That's um, that's just something I do, bro. I like to, like I said, I listen to everything. I have different things that inspire me on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, I'd like to, not to be cliche, but I feel like I'm like really an artist into the truest sense of like, I just appreciate so much diversity is that I try to do everything I can without stepping outside of myself, of course, you know? Yep. So, yeah. So when, when, with your songs, is everything like, 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 do you have somebody that you'll sit down with and be like, all right, like, this is the idea for the song. This I want to, I want to put it, put together a song, write it, or is everything literally you? Like, is every word that's written you? Like, is that, is that true? Or do you have people that like, that you're like, all right, help me out? Yeah, no, nah, everything is me. And to even take it a step further, bro, I, I also don't ever ask anybody's opinion, like if they like the song or not. Like, I I'm just like, that, like if it gets to I that point, love that. I, I know it's good. Like, I'm like, no, nah, <laughs> this, like, this is good. Like, yeah, yeah. So, nah. That, so like, produ- like producing and, why, and recording, like, is, is that also like, do you have like a spot at your place that you do that or do you outsource or? Um, yeah, I mean, right now we're talking, you can't see, but I'm in my home studio right now. I do a little producing. Most of my stuff is not produced by myself because I I don't consider myself a producer. I like to go to the, you know, the elites for that. I consider myself like an elite songwriter, but I'm not, I'm not half as good as a lot of these producers that I get on. So right um, now, but but once, once you get into it, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows, man? So you're on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon Music. Like I, I even found out that you guys got on iHeartRadio, Pandora. At what point were you like, all right, like this is what I'm doing. Like this is what I want to do. I know I'm good at it. I know it could pop off. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, man, I've felt that way for a while. Um, I've always been making music but the the tough thing is about what you're saying like by wanting to do this shit for a living let's just say it's like when you pick your own lane and you are head stuck on like this is the type of music i'm gonna make you're altered in the the bag that you're gonna get you know what i mean it's like a slow steady grind i knew that i would never pop overnight because i'm not gonna make the radio single bro i'm not gonna make the shit that the frat guys are partying to you may find it and put it on like you did you know what i mean to be like oh this shit's dope and put on people through word of mouth like that but i'm never gonna be the guy in my mind that's gonna make the 
the shit that gets me up overnight. So I think it's always been like a continual gradual thing. And I think that by organically talking to people like real people like yourself and people that really get it, I think that I will make my living there through a, a core audience of people that really fucking get it. And I'd rather have that than, you know, the mainstream audience of whatever, just that are just listening to my shit because it sounds cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, and that says a lot. So like when, when it comes, when it comes to like Spotify and stuff like that, I know that like a lot of people, like I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but like Spotify and Apple music and stuff like that are really competitive. So like, so like if you put your shit on there and let's say like, it doesn't get like a good amount of views or listens or whatever it is, like they might take you off the, the, the site. But is that, is that something that you ever were like, all right, because I'm not going to make the radio single, I'm going to stick in my lane for the, for what I feel in my heart. Has that ever been something that you're like, all right, maybe they'll like quote unquote cancel me because I haven't, cause I'm not, cause I'm not steering away and going mainstream media. Um, no, I actually didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> I didn't know. You could, I, and well, I didn't know, I didn't know that until I actually was like looking into it. Cause like I was looking up oh, like wow. Spotify analytics and stuff like that. And like, and, yeah. and stuff. And, and I actually found that out that like you have X amount of time, which is like your trial period. And then, which you've obviously surpassed it because you've been on it for a made it. <laughs> yeah. Man, dude. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. So, no, I mean, to answer your question, I, no, I never worried about that. Yeah. So, I, I, know, I know that you, like, I know that you must keep tabs on, like, where your music's listened to, how many streams you get. So, I'm going to ask you, do you know where your number one streamed place is for your songs? Um, you know, I haven't checked in a while. I mean, I knew that last I knew it was my hometown of Syracuse. That was like my most streamed place, but I could be wrong. Honestly, I haven't really looked. So honestly, I was actually kind of like, this is fucking like. You looked? Okay. You're enlightening me then, man. That sounds terrible that I don't know. Amsterdam. Not even in the fucking United States. Amsterdam. That's where your music's listened to the most. Literally, yeah. So if you so on Spotify, if you go to your profile page and stuff like that, it's one Amsterdam and then the next four places are places in the United States. So as an artist, with with your music being played not only in the United States, as being the, you know, the uh as being the artist that you are right now, not completely yeah. blown up getting there, how does it feel that your music is not only being bumped in US, but also in Europe and places like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool, dude. And I saw on the wrap up, I mean, I was played in like 78, 79 countries this year, which is like, I mean, it doesn't really register. You know what I mean? It's like, that's crazy to me. That's that's absolutely crazy. I feel like not many people like understand how, how like actually like dope and big that is that yeah. You're like your music, you're, you're still like getting to that point and your music's being bumped all over the fucking place, which is, yeah. and for, for me, just being like, not only like, you know, the podcaster, but also being like a fan of your music. I think that that's fucking huge. Yeah, man. So, I appreciate it. That's cool. That's cool. It's no, it's, it, it, it <laughs> is fucking cool. So, yeah. so Syracuse university, you're from Syracuse, New York. Um, we talked a little bit that you, uh, you know, you went from Syracuse, you realized that, you know, the, the, uh, the platform there wasn't going to be as big as you are now. 
So uh, what's the difference in your eyes, like from going from Syracuse to Atlanta, like how, how is that, how has that improved your music? How has that improved your, your, your content um, since that move? Yeah, dude. Um, it's just, just getting out, man. I think it's uh, I'll dive into something that's a little off there, but like when, as soon as I moved to Atlanta, I'm a, I'm a guy that believes in divine intervention in the, in the universe. As long as you're taking steps to go where you want to go, a lot of people, you know, and there's no, there's no downgrading staying in a hometown, right? Nope. For me, I saw that there was something else, and I felt like I had to get the hell out of there, dude. It's just the mindset, the, the people, they don't leave a certain space. Do you, you get what I'm saying? I, I, I get what you're saying, but if you want to elaborate on it, the yeah. self-closed so, that might not. Yeah, I mean, it's just – and again, I'm not shitting on anybody, but just for me, I felt like leaving that uh, mindset would get me to where I needed to go and open up the universe to more opportunities. And as soon as I left and went to Atlanta, I don't know if you, what people would call it, you know, chance, whatever, but I picked up uh, a management deal. So I wouldn't have to pay for my own studio anymore. These, these little things like where I won't have to pay for videos and I won't have to pay for marketing and stuff like that. So I got connected with a manager almost as soon as I got out and got to Atlanta, which gave me the freedom to move around. And I'm in uh, like Patchwork Studios. That's a huge studio down here, like Low Baby, um, Magda Stallion. I mean, everyone's in there. So okay. that was where Eastside Pain Volume 2 was recorded. So that's oh, why right. the quality and the sound is like really fucking good because these guys are really good at what they do. And I wouldn't be doing that if I wasn't in a city that had access to that next level production and, and these people. So I think the, the network alone was worth it for me to move to Atlanta. It's just, you can't get that in somewhere like a Syracuse that's unfortunately smaller and it's not really a thing, you know, the music industry isn't a thing there. So talk about getting picked up by that management. Talk about that process where everything kind of fell into place once you made that move. Yeah. Um, so funny, funny story. It was kind of like you, which is why I like always read my DMS. Um, he had just DM'd me. He was this guy from my town and, uh, older guy. Um, and he had messaged me and was just like a super fan of my music. And the way that he spoke to me about my music, you know, when I told him I was open to have a conversation, even though he had no management experience, I was just like, bro, I would rather pick somebody that, is that passionate about me and like that behind and gets exactly what I'm trying to say and do. And even though he was living in, he lives in DC now, he's from the town and um, he's, you know, our town is very small with people that have done stuff. And he is uh, his best friend and who I have gotten to know now, Latavius Murray, who's the running back for the saints is from Syracuse too. Oh, shit. Okay. And we're all kind of this small little collective of people from Syracuse that are really trying to elevate you know, that name and, and just try to rise it up. And so that was how that came about. And we've just been rocking and, and trying to put on and show that something bigger can come from Syracuse, New York. You know what I mean? So uh, record in at where you're doing like your recording and stuff like that. You said little baby, Meg Stallion, shit like that. Have you like ran into them at all? Like since you, you know, have like recorded and stuff like that or not, not yet. Yeah, no, I haven't ran into anybody that big in the studio yet, no. Is there anybody that, like, you might think that could be, like, semi-big that you have ran into? Or is it just mostly, like, when you go, you're there to get your business done, call it a day? Pretty much that. And it's such a spaced-out studio that you don't really run into a lot of people. So I haven't seen anybody yet. 
divine intervention. That's one of the main. Yeah. That's one of the. That's one of the main things I just took away from when you were saying yeah. about the movement and stuff like that. Are you a conspiracy theorist? Like, do you, like are you into that shit? Like, because I feel like divine intervention is a very strong word that people like that yeah. people that fuck with conspiracy theories might like say a lot. A lot. <laughs> Maybe, man. I more so meant like just there being like a, a bigger power, whether you believe in God or something like that. Um, conspiracy theories are hit or miss for me. You know, some of them I'm like, oh, there might be some truth. Too fucking far fetched. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the earth is flat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we are not going to get on that topic because the earth is flat. You know, you got those fucking idiots out there that believe that shit. But anyways, <laughs> what what can Jerem Payne, Eastside Payne, fans expect in the near in the near future because obviously covid puts a halt on a lot of things um what what can those fans like expect like or is there going to be some stuff that's coming out soon are you working on maybe a volume three uh, uh, what's what's the what's the plan yeah man um so i'm in the studio right now working on a bunch of new uh singles i just dropped a new single mine made up you can see the video out now on youtube um, I think that's a pretty dope record. We're going to push that a little bit once the new year starts and get it on all streaming platforms. Um, kind of just going to be releasing music with more um, collabs, you know, some small mid- mid-level artists, you know what I mean? Nobody that you might know right away, but people that have a decent following and we can collab with. So I'm going to be doing a lot more features, knocking out features for people. And um, yeah, probably a volume three coming out in 2021, I would say. Yep. So I was going to say, I feel like, I feel like that's like your statement now. I feel like, I feel like when, I feel like when I, especially now being a fan of stuff like that, I'm sure your other fans feel the same way is that the volume, like Eastside Payne volume one, banger, volume two, banger. So like, and, and all the songs on that first volume, cause to get my like info, to get like a better picture, like I literally went through every single fucking song just so I can get the idea of where you progress and stuff like that. And every song just gets better and better and better. And I feel like I, I, if when volume three comes out, I feel like there's going to be like, it's going to be real hard to top that. That might be where you have to cap it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe man. Well, I appreciate you saying that. That's why I do try to always level up in the music, man. I try to just build upon what I did the last time. So hopefully I'll do that again. So touring, has that, has that been like an idea? Uh, like pre-COVID, like have, have you done any shows? Have you opened up? Have you, you know, done anything for other artists? Yeah, it's been super tough, obviously, with COVID to yep. do anything show-wise. The only thing that we've done, we threw a little, um, again, I have a pretty big fan base in my hometown. So we rented out um, a place called Dinosaur Barbecue a couple months ago. And we just had, you know, 60, 70 people in there, got them, you know, banqueted and fed and everything. And we just threw like a little private show. And that was really the only thing I've been able to do, you know. I, honestly, though, but to, to not feel rusty and shit like that, that's probably, it was probably nice just to like knock off some dust. Be like, all right, I haven't fucking performed in X amount of time doing that, whether it's for 60 people or 600 people, just being able to perform and like be in your like your natural environment. It's definitely had to have been like a fucking like positive. Yeah, dude, hundred percent. So, 
we we had talked about the uh, worries being your number your number one song on Spotify, pushing twenty two thousand streams. Um, Eastside Pain Volume Two came out uh, March twentieth, twenty twenty. Is there any song on that album that really spoke to you as being like, all right, if somebody can take away one song, it's going to be this one. And if so, why? Why was that song your your one that you really pulled? Hmm. On East Side Pain Volume 2, you said? Yeah. Um, you know what I would say? I would say um, probably Fall Down, the second record on there. Um, and that's because from an outside perspective, um, as somebody who's not like huge on social media and like, you know, I speak more just through my music, bro. That's just like how I am. You know, I probably should be better at uh, like marketing myself and shit like that. But again, I say all that to say fall down is probably one of those records where I kind of go through really, you know, the, the fact that I feel like I've fallen down many times, but I just want to let you all know that I, I don't, I'm not going to stop you know, and I'm not going to give this shit up and you shouldn't, you shouldn't either with whatever you're doing. So like never fall down is kind of like a good motto and kind of a good, I would say song to pick out. If I had to say something about myself, it's just like, bro, just never, even if you fall, like never give up, dude. Like you're never down for the count unless you say you are. And too many people, too many people, once they get knocked off of one thing, that's it. Like what I, what I was telling you prior to starting recording is like, I had the podcast, yeah. I started going with it and I fell off. I started like the, the clothing thing. I would start off hot, fell off. Yeah. So I, I feel like even for me, I'm still trying to find that, that, you know, if you yeah. fall, get back up, keep pushing, fall, get back up, keep pushing. Right. So it's, it's nice that, that, you know, for your, your listeners and your fans now, that they can that you know like they can feel that like somebody who your music is more of like a one-on-one type feel yeah they feel like through your music they're having like a conversation with you so it's not you just being like i'm gonna get back up it's you being like hey like you can get back up too like if you get knocked down get the fuck back up and don't be a bitch yeah for sure i mean i I like the way you put that (laughs) exactly bro sometimes you got to give people some hard love but like it's it's true did, did you ever have a time where you're like, all right, like, that's good. That's it. I'm going to stop. I've had that time a couple of times, bro. You know, just frustration with, you know, before I even had the following I do now, where it was just like really tough to get people to listen to me. You know what I mean? And just having that stigma of like being a, a rapper and like people are like oh yeah i'm sure i'm sure you make fucking music dude like i'm sure yeah. you know. that's you know and that's how it is nowadays you hear somebody's a rapper and you're like i'm sure you fucking rap dude no. <laughs> yeah i'm sure you do bro you know and then it takes people like you that are like actually gonna listen to what the fuck i'm saying and once you do you're like oh shit this is legit and i've never gotten anything but that i mean not to toot my own horn and people may not like it but bro, you can't tell me it's not good. Like, you can't oh. listen to that and say, like, that's not fucking good music. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, it's good. Oh, and it's so, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> knowing that, I think that's what's always kept me going. You know what I mean? Is I've never had doubts in myself. It was more doubts and like, can I reach more people with this type of content and not change? You know what I'm saying? And I, I definitely feel like that's something that you can do because look where it's gotten you now. Like, you obviously, you started yeah. having no listeners, 
and then you gained a yeah. huge following through through where you're through your hometown and stuff like that. So it's not something that you can't do. It's something that can definitely happen. It's just a lot of people, like you were saying, get knocked down. They feel discouraged. Right. And they don't keep going. Obviously, you know, yeah. you're you're pushing a lot of shit right now. You you know you you uh, volume two is still relatively new. Came out this year. Like like yeah. that's something that is is still obviously getting circulated on Spotify stuff like that. So when, when, when SoundCloud first came to be, is that like the first, did you think you were like, all right, I'm going to post some Sean SoundCloud. And then were you like, I'm probably going to get like 10 listeners. And then did you realize that like, shit, like I'm posting and I'm getting a few hundred, like a, as a new artist, were you like, all right, like this shit is really going to start like coming and forming together for me. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, not to give you too much backstory, but I was making music in high school. Like I was putting out fucking shit on youtube that was probably pretty terrible (laughs) and so i think p luckily i've always had people that saw from there so i would get my listens from people that knew me that were like oh he's still making music so i went from like the youtube to then started putting some stuff out and getting a little plays off and and people in college being like oh i heard this guy raps like let's just play him so just the only listens really coming from that type of stuff yeah just on SoundCloud and YouTube. It's, it's, it's a, it's a vibe that that's what that, that I think that's the biggest thing I'm trying to pro, like portray to people because it's a vibe you connect to it. It's, it's music that like realistically, like some people can listen to one song and be like, all right, this is like fucking your average person. But then when you listen to, you know, a variety and you think about the, you know, the words you put into your music, the, you know, the, the different like, details that you put in the intricate the intrication of it is just absolutely ridiculous so that's where that that's what puts you aside from everybody else so like you said you're uh like your role models are like j cole like people like that from the jump i think yeah i like you definitely have resemblances of the of the role models that you had but you're like kind of in your own like ballpark right now is like yeah. i, I have have your fans and other people like really been like, all right, dude, like you're starting to put yourself in a whole different category. Yeah. I think after the last volume two, a lot of people that have been listening to me throughout were just like, you know, this is, this is like next level, dude. You know what I mean? Like this shit is getting like legitimate, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like they, and they see the progress. I think that's the thing that I appreciate most about people that listen to me is like, they tell me as my music, they're like, dude, it just keeps getting better, you know? And I pride myself on that. That's what I'm trying to do. I don't want to waste people's time, especially bro. I'll say this too. If you're listening to me, bro, you don't know how much I appreciate that. And so with that appreciation comes that determination to give you something to bump. Like I can't give you trash. Now that you said that I'm a fan of you, what do I look like, you know, giving you some mid next time around? Like, I know I got to come with it because people now I have fans. I have people that are listening. So I'm like, I got to show them and why they defend me and why they listen to me, you know? And, and you put out the quantity and the quality. A lot of, for a lot of people, it's one or the other. It's, yeah. you know, like for, for a lot of rappers, you know, singers, other people, and, and even, even podcasters, they push, 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 push to try to put out the quantity, 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 get it out there. Yeah. And uh, too many people don't focus on the quality of what they're doing. You yeah. give both, you give the best of both worlds. You put out, you, you put out a lot of music and yeah. 
I, it's like 75% of it to even a hundred percent of it is like fucking like music that people can just like find on their own. I feel like you got some songs on your album that really like people that it's going to be hard for people to just find them because they're so detailed that people aren't going to know what the fuck they're listening to. But then once you put it on for four or five streams, you're like, Holy shit, this makes so much sense. Like, like, because it's almost like, which isn't a bad thing is it's so detailed that like people just have to keep listening to it to get, cause you might only take away the first 30 seconds of it when the real message is two minutes into the thing. Yeah. And, exactly. and, yeah. and you do that with every single song. And I, I just, I just think that's absolutely ridiculous. And I think, I think that, I think that soon enough, it's going to just pop off. I feel like, I feel like having you on this podcast right now is something that not only like means a shit ton to me because you didn't have to respond to me. You didn't have to be like, yeah, bro. Like I'm with it. You were just as hype as I was to be on it, which meant, which meant not only the world to me, but this is one of those things that like, I seriously see it that two years from now, this is going to be like something that like, I'm going to be like, yo, he was on my podcast. I, I'm, being, I'm, being, I'm being dead serious. And I, I think, I think that that, like, that was one of the reasons I was trying to like get you on. So like get you onto the podcast. Cause I know that your yeah. music is, is different. It's different. And it's something that people are really going to start to gravitate to and pull from it. And then, you, you know, your word, the way you're saying about word to mouth, that's how your music is right now. It's going to be, you're, you're going to click an artist and be listening to them. And then their, uh, their related artists is going to have your name in it. Word. And, and it's it's just one of those things that it's it's coming and i and i seriously honestly believe that it's coming oh man i appreciate that bro because i know you mean it so i, yeah, I appreciate do so so with that being said i really once again want to thank you for being on the podcast for being the first guest on the reboot for being the first the, the first guest to be like actually posted on youtube it's going to be on apple music it's going to be on spotify see about all those podcasting sites and and i couldn't have chosen a better way to not only like project what i'm trying to do with this podcast but yeah. also i think this is a perfect way for you know your listeners and your fans to really get like a detailed image of who you are absolutely and i appreciate the platform bro and you're a real dude and i was a pleasure speaking with you man i i like where your head's at and i again dude i appreciate that you listen to the fucking music because in this day and age people's attention spans are so tough to catch bro and so that's you know you 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 bring up why i answered is because i appreciate every single person that listens to me bro that's just the truth all right well like I said, all his ads, all his, you know, uh, socials and stuff that are going to be in the description of this on the Instagram, on the, on, uh, you know, you, you got a Facebook page. I do have a Facebook page. It is uh Jay Payne. That's my right. Facebook page. Yes, sir. So all, all that stuff's going to be in, in the description. I'm also going to have the links to, uh, the music videos, the new one, mind made up, and then also holding on. Those ones are going to be thrown in there. And, and I really, honestly, I'm telling you guys listening, this is somebody that you want to start listening to now because you want, if you want to be one of the OG fans and people listening to it, this is where you need to be. This is different kind of music, music you can connect to, relate to. And I'm telling you guys, this man right here is the real deal. It's hey. a vibe and you need to be listening to it. So 
make sure you guys like uh, like the video. Make sure if you're listening on YouTube, subscribe to it. Um, I definitely want to have you on again. So like maybe in like maybe a little while down the road, I want to have you back on. Not only just be like talking about like the music and stuff of like that, but I feel like I feel like you're definitely like a stand up guy that like we could actually have like real conversation about real shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's we could just chat it up, dude. <laughs> just talk it up. So so uh, so I'm glad we were able to get this interview in. Um, like I said, I try to make it like more like a conversation and stuff of like that. So the people listening, um, if you liked how it was on this one, make sure to subscribe. Like I said, and, uh, that being said, this concludes the, uh, the interview, the podcast, Jaron Payne, Eastside Payne, Spotify, Apple music, YouTube, you name it. He's on it. Yes, sir. We'll see you guys next time.